All right, tonight on ESPN, SEC basketball matchup. Number 10, Kentucky hosting Florida Wildcats. Have won five straight, 10 of 11 against the Gators. Coverage begins at 8 Eastern. And speaking of college basketball, how about a little eye candy before we start a new hour? This is Khalil Ware. Dominique, tell me if at any point in your life. Hey! In my life, I could do that. No. Yeah. I could never. Yeah. I do that on a little baby rim, like over my kids. Dig, dig, and then look and shove them down. I thought we were yeah. going to show North Carolina, Georgia Watch. highlights. Hey, yeah. hey what happened there? Pack it up, buddy. Take it in. No, yellow jackets. Let's go. You don't want taunting right there? You don't want that to be a taunt? Yeah, that's a taunt. Yum. That's a taunt. Throw a flag. 15 Throw a flag. yards. I don't want one of them. Yeah. Come on, now. If I could dunk like that, I would flex on everybody. All five <laughs> of them. I would look at all of them and show all of them who I was. When with that, we welcome you to another hour. Live of Get Up. We are at the Seaport. We're brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. And this morning, we are taking a look at the 30 of 32 teams that are no longer playing for a championship. Yeah. We're into the offseason. Bold predictions. Let's go around the horn. Jeff, give me a bold prediction. The Steelers trade for Russell Wilson. Trade? Bring him in how or whatever you got to do for the Sign him. Sign him. Yeah, and pay him league minimum. And all of a sudden, you have got a, a serious chance in Pittsburgh. I love the fit with Arthur Smith, the new offensive coordinator, underneath center, play action pass athletic got a big physical receiver a, a fast quick one a good run game lines play uh, the, the line played much better I, I like what this could do yeah the, the fit there would be good again they would wait for the release and sign up but release, the point yeah. is well taken hawk give me a bold prediction yeah the bold prediction is that the las vegas raiders not the atlanta falcons Ooh. win the justin fields sweepstakes justin oh. fields has done an incredible job of turning himself into the best available quarterback and now antonio pierce will get his quarterback to continue the momentum he's built within that organization. Telesco, that's interesting. I'm interested to see what the Bears get in trade compensation for Fields, because you're right, there'll be a market for him. Uh, Dominique, give me a bold prediction. Oh, a bold one. We don't need Dan coming in here with his common sense to undercut the boldness of my prediction because Saquon's going to the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be fun. They put, Let's get him down. Put name under there, under you. Oh, how, how is that? Look I at that. They got your picture up. All I don't got the up. ice blue eyes to pull, to pull off the <laughs> Jeff Saturday <laughs> impersonation. Carolina blue. <laughs> That's okay. Saquon Barkley would be exactly what the Cowboys That's. needed, but as we made the point earlier, He's exactly what every team in the league needs. Graziano, give me a bold prediction. 2024 will be Dak Prescott's last year as a Cowboy. Is that mm. bold enough for you? Oh, that's good. That's so bold. Oh, I thought you might like that, good. Greeny. Oh, I, I like that it. might lead into another discussion. Look. <laughs> Prepare to not, bring that sound back for tomorrow. <laughs> he's not signed past 2024. He's got a no franchise clause. We've oh. talked about all the leverage he has. I can foresee a situation where they can't get to a contract. Uh, and they wish each other. Wait, so Cindy, come out. We'll do the full screen in sure. a minute. But let, walk me through how that There's happens. No. What, walk, you walk me nobody through. Nobody does anything. Happens. Is how that happens. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I understand. The way that happens is that he plays at, at the fifty-nine million dollar number this year. It's one possibility. It would obviously hamper their ability to do other things. That's what I mean. They could get cap relief elsewhere, right? If you sign C.D. Lamb, his cap number goes down. But yes, fifty-nine million significant burden. They could also just add void years if they if they reach an impasse. And they say, well, we're not going to be able to get this done. Let's add some void years so we can put a good team around you. And then, you know, if you want to be a free agent at the end of the year, go ahead. Oh, my shoulder. So, and, then my the, shoulder and then the cap Is your shoulder, my hamstring, just tight? I don't know what. The, oh, the, that's what, what happens with Dak. Uh, well, 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 no, 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 absolutely not. What I think we're all leading up to is, is there a scenario? But forget about the – well, I want to play the Jerry Jones sound, too. But is that – well, let's play it. Because it actually sets this up. Jerry Jones supported – 
Dak Prescott <laughs> in comment. Well, I mean, it's well, it's, yeah, it's yeah. being painted they'll, they'll as his support of Dak Prescott yeah, when he was like, talking at the Senior like Bowl yesterday. Just listen to this. Old Terrence. Dak has done nothing to change my mind of any uh, promise for the future. I think I said in the deal that we'd go as far as Dak takes us right. in the playoffs. Remember that? Right. We'd go you, as far as Dak takes us. Right. How do you feel you're and that's how far we went. Oh, right. So okay, so my point is that doesn't change a thing. Okay. Where we'll go as far as Dak takes us. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievably interesting, right? I mean, if you really write down the words that he said, I've never changed my mind about Dak Prescott. Well, I don't think anyone ever thought he thought Dak Prescott was going to be the next quarterback of the Cowboys for 15 years. And then he said, we went as f we go as far as Dak takes us, and that's how far we went. What I'm saying is, when that's the owner's support, yeah. when Terrence Parsons Jr., the brother of Micah Parsons, is saying, take less money or pack your bags, when, and, when, and, and that's how he said it, YA bags, when, when C.D. Lamb's mother is saying, oh, I really wish C.D. could go down to play with yes. uh, C.J. Stroud in Houston, yes. is there a scenario where with all this leverage we keep talking about, it isn't 2025, but 2024, uh, where Dak winds up somewhere see, else. See, now that's interesting. No, I would say not, I th because I think the Cowboys think Dak Prescott is their best bet to win this year. Uh, and if they can't get to an extension, then they solve that problem down the road. But no, I, I don't see him as the asking out type. I, 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 don't, I don't see that. I think, he, I think he would like to win there. But I mean, look, I mean, he, 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 Terrence Parsons, right? Uh, uh, CeeDee Lamb's mom, the, this kind of stuff, public negotiation stuff from the owner. Like, could you see a scenario where Dak Prescott says, you know, screw these clowns? <laughs> like, like, yes. I don't want to be here anymore. I can, yes. But I, I do think that would be a matter of getting – he has set his contract up to get to free agency unfettered and make as much money as he possibly can there. So I think that would probably oh, be but the Here's outcome. the other thing. Look, I, I'll defer to the three former players sitting at our table, okay? But it just seems to me, and we don't know what has been said between C.D. Lamb and Dak privately since those comments from the mother came out. We don't know what's been said between Micah and, and Dak privately after the comments from his brother came out. But if those are nothing, like, there's a scenario where, like, these relationships are bad and they're not getting better. So forgetting about the owner and his comments, forget about all the public stuff. Privately within that locker room, this does not feel like it's in a good place. And if you're Dak Prescott and you want to go someplace else where you will be given the actual authority to be the leader and where the other players won't view you the way these guys obviously do him, that might be appealing. It sounds appealing to me. The respect <laughs> that, that you deserve, that you've earned. He hasn't gotten it. He hasn't received it there because of the way that the owner has positioned him and treated him throughout this. That's and, the fact. And it's also like they've underachieved as a team. And you yep. can point to Dak Prescott as part of the problem sometimes. You can also point to Aaron Rodgers throwing a ridiculous pass in Dak's rookie season as part of the problem and many other issues in there. But the fact of the matter is Dak has been amongst the best quarterbacks in the entire league throughout the course of his career. Yeah. No one else, even half as good as Dak, is being treated the way that he is being treated on the team. I don't know why this is happening to Dak Prescott. It looks like it's because Jerry Jones is more concerned with giving us entertainment, which I appreciate. As a member of the media, thank you, Jerry Jones. Perfect. Keep doing this. However, if I was a Cowboys fan, I would understand that what he is doing is undercutting the team and creating a division in a team that needs to come together. Yeah, I'm in full agreement with you. This is what I would say. The, the the family stuff 
is minimal in comparison to what I just heard my owner slash GM say, right? Because an owner should be galvanizing your team, bringing everybody together and getting everybody moving in one direction. I understand the general manager's job is to negotiate contracts and try to figure that part out so we can even give a little bit to the negotiation. But here's the problem. There is no negotiation. <laughs> nope. Dak Prescott won the last negotiation. You said they, 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 he whipped the Cowboys, right? No franchise tag, no trade. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make 15 or $60 million. So write your number down, hand it to Jerry, say this is what I'm playing for, and that's what it is. The issue from the owner is he is undercutting, and that is not galvanizing your team. So as much as the outside comes into the fray, yeah. the internal is so much worse. I can't imagine this happening like to a Tom Brady, to, to a Peyton Manning, uh, you know, to a Brock Purdy. Like, like their guys go in for their guys over and over and over. And this organization, for whatever reason, does not go in. Think about John Harbaugh. Even in all the, the stuff that was going on with Lamar's contract, he always said, we're going to get this thing done. We believe in Lamar. We want to get this done. We're going to sign this. He did. He kept saying it. Jerry freaking never said this. But you also didn't hear Mm -hmm. coming from inside Lamar Jackson's locker room any of this stuff. You didn't hear coming from inside any of the other locker rooms. It's not just the owner. The point is the owner can give carte blanche to people to say whatever they want. That doesn't mean they have to. Right. There's something else going on I think in many other locker rooms and many other families of players, there are guys talking talking bad about their quarterback when they go home and they're mad. Right. They do not feel that it is appropriate to say it publicly because – they understand that the organization would not appreciate it and it is a foolish thing to do. And you'd be and in so, the owner's so these, office. So we can pile on these family members for getting out there or we can point out the fact that these are only symptoms of the problem that Jerry Jones has created. And I want to make sure I put an exclamation on this is not that uncommon because these family members are all biased to the person that is on the team. It is always someone else's fault. And if there was Twitter and if we played for the Cowboys and we played, we would have had the same issues that people would be looking to our family members on their opinion and thinking it's that of the player. So I'm hoping in the locker room that this is not CeeDee Lamb, this is not Micah Parsons, this is my own family's opinion. When I played in Cincinnati, my older brother played nine years in the NFL. He was a media member in Cincinnati. He had his own perspective. He played for the Bengals. He would go on the radio, give his perspective, and I People would think it was me telling him that, and we had to have we had to have a sit down. I had to say, "Hey, Artrell, when you say something, they think it's coming from me. Right, so right. do me a favor. You have your own opinion, but you got to know that this is what they're going to assume. And from then on, he was like, "You know what? You're right. I understand. Those are the conversations that need to be had in but the Cowboys. It's a very room. interesting perspective. But, but at, at the end of the day. The reason teammates don't go after their quarterbacks, number one, they shouldn't, and teammates should always support you. Whatever you think, it stays in-house. But because the owner would have you in his office in 30 seconds, the plane would be wherever you are, and you're going to be sitting down, and you're going to get blasted by, because that's what owners do as galvanized teams. Isn't there another reason? So so when Michael Irvin worked with us, and he wore that number that we just saw C.D. Lamb wore once upon a time, I remember him telling me, if you're a receiver, the one guy you don't make mad is your quarterback. Ever. He's your, he's your meal ticket. The most important person in your life is the quarterback because he's the guy who's throwing you the ball. Yeah. He's the guy who makes you what you – I mean, some yeah. version mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and so, I mean, it is all the more ironic that we have a guy wearing his exact number in the same exact team – 
who is in the middle of this. And that's a great point, and it plays into what Dom is saying, because that only makes sense if you know that the quarterback is cemented in his spot by the owner, by the coaching staff, because they have supreme belief in him. You know it's going to be him or me. If that's not the case, then you are emboldened to say whatever you want. Just reiterate that CD didn't say any of these things, but we get the perspective that maybe he feels feels like this is reasonable based on how the last game ended and based on the fact that his family members are saying things. However, his numbers suggest that he should love Dak Prescott. And that his family should, too. CD is great, but it helps to have a quarterback who is also great. And that's what Dak Prescott has been. And it's it's great for us here to provide entertainment, but it would frustrate the hell out of me if I was a Cowboys fan. But instead of them aiming their ire at where it belongs, they all join Jerry and gang up on Dak. Finish it, Dan. Walk us through, I mean, Mm. realistically, what the contract means and and what happens. What the contract means is that Dak Prescott is in charge of this situation. If the Cowboys want to reduce his cap number, $59.5 million, they need his help and permission. And if he does absolutely nothing, then they are going to have a difficult time managing their cap this year and and probably an impossible time keeping him right off the free agent market next year because, again, can't franchise him. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what kind of overtures they make, how far they're willing to go in terms of an extension, and what Dak is willing to do because that is the consistently – underrated piece in retrospect of what happened the last time they negotiated a contract. Everybody says, well, they didn't pay him when they had the chance. That is part of this, too. He needs to agree to it, too. So it was a two-way thing, and it it came out in Dak's favor, and we are now seeing the effect of that. All right, we'll take a short break on that. Washington. We'll have more to talk about this as we go. As we continue, Neek sparked a huge debate this morning in our pre-show meeting. We will explain why Brock Purdy has a lot more at stake than just one Super Bowl championship a week from Sunday. Plus, more big offseason questions. Where will these two veteran quarterbacks be playing their football next year? Who should be calling them right now? The answers are next. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Back on Get Up this morning, off-season burning questions, and a huge one will be Russell Wilson's future. 2022 in Denver obviously was a disaster. Sean Payton came in this year. It was better, much better, in fact, but the team missed the playoffs. Wilson was benched for the final two games of the season, so it appears clear his time in Denver is coming to an end. So the question is, where will he play next year? Let's start with the um, the, the, the way this act, this will all come together. Dan, I think there's an interesting note here about his contract and what it means for how he winds up wherever it is he winds up. Right, unless they find a way to adjust his contract, which so far they haven't and haven't seemed to want to, he's guaranteed $39 million this year. If the Broncos release him, there are offsets in a contract, which means any money he makes from his new team up to $39 million, the Broncos basically get refunded. So if you're Russell Wilson, it doesn't matter unless somebody's going to pay you 40, which they're not. You can go play for the minimum. Uh, otherwise, you're doing the Broncos a favor. So anybody can have him probably for the minimum salary. Maybe you have to give him two years to get him away from another team. Who knows? But you say better. He's still 21st in QBR. This is not like a, a premium asset. You're, you're taking on a veteran quarterback you hope can help you. I don't know. I, I, I would say what? What makes sense? Patriots? Let's say Patriots. Well, so, so let's just run a roulette wheel and then they well, came up with the Patriots. Thing. Russell Wilson became a, a, a divisive figure. I don't want right. to say it that way. I don't mean himself. Right. There was a lot of division on our set over yeah. the course of the year as to how he was playing. Yeah. There were moments in time when Dan Orlovsky, whose quarterback opinions I value very highly, was telling me, you know, Russell's playing well. He's playing better than people are giving him credit for. And there were others who said it was a disaster, and, and the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, and it is what it is. The point is, the year before he looked completely finished. Last year, it looked like maybe there's something to build on. For the minimum or something like that, yeah. he feels worth a flyer for a team that needs a quarterback, right? Absolutely. I mean, for the minimum, you'll take Russell. It's tough for them to stay in uh, in Denver because of all the division that he created. But if he comes somewhere else, on the minimum, the expectations are different, the pressure is different, and what you're asking him is different. For anyone who thought that he was great last year, that's a stretch. Like, he didn't mess up last year. Right. He And you can pay someone minimum to not mess up, and that gives you a lot of flexibility to build around him. So Russell Wilson is definitely well overqualified for the league minimum, but I don't think he's going to give you that top-of-the-league stuff that people had hoped. Give me the spot, Jeff Saturday. Pittsburgh give me the Steelers. Why? Not even a blink, right? Why? He, he, just, he don't mess up. 
You just said it. He don't mess up, right? You're going to go with Arthur Smith, who wants an under-the-center play-action style game. Mm -hmm. He's got a big physical wide receiver outside. Sounds like Seattle. Got a fast, twitchy receiver inside. Sounds like Seattle. Got a good run game. The offensive line got better in running the ball. They, get, they got more physical. As you're looking at and Arthur Smith can design a run game as well as anybody. All those things factor in. And by the way, not messing up, put that on the top of the list because Pittsburgh, bare minimum, wins you a bunch of games. You like it? I love it, to be honest, because I think any of these quarterbacks we talk about in the offseason, Pittsburgh is the destination because the bar for success is so much lower. If Russell Wilson is the same Russell Wilson we saw from this season in Pittsburgh, oh. they may build him a statue yeah, because so <laughs> that means that they're going to win probably three to four more games, including a playoff game, right. which is what they want in yeah. this season. Yeah. So is there any question, I hate to even ask this out loud, but have they just moved on from the kid they took in the first round two years ago, Kenny Pickett? Like, in, 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 well, if Russell Wilson comes in, you, you, you keep him and try to build behind him until sure. you see what he is. Just okay. like the Jets did this year. Well, yeah. Kenny Pickett hasn't been good enough to, to – oh. Did we need that? That's I mean, I'm, just, I'm sitting That's right yeah. here. Like, that was I mean, just, you know he's already down. Fox already told him his team ain't going to make the playoffs. Hey, I didn't, I didn't get in on the Jets' down. discussion, yeah, yeah. so I had to – I was collateral that. damage of that. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's Russell Wilson's situation. Let's talk about another quarterback. Let's talk about Kirk Cousins. He's 35 years old. He was having one of his best seasons last year. He got the Vikings out of a 1-4 and four hole. He got back to 500, and then, as you know, he tore the Achilles in Week 8, missed the rest of the season. He is an unrestricted free agent. So, Dan, again, before we start putting him places, talk to me about that. He, he could just sign anywhere he wants, right? The Vikings don't have any rights. They don't have any anything. Nope. He is a pure, unrestricted free agent. Yes, which we've seen before, right, when he left Washington and went to Minnesota. So uh, we know this game, and we know how good he's been at playing it. I think the question for Minnesota now is, will he work with us? Because Kirk has he's raised a family there. He likes it there. Uh, and, and the Vikings like him. So if, if they decide to go down that route, you know, will Kirk continue to ask for the maximum, as he has in the past, uh, or will he be willing to work with them? And I think if the answer is the latter, then I think there's a pretty good chance he ends up back in Minnesota. Because I'm hearing a lot of comments, uh, for those who don't know, like we have all these notes that I have here. I've got Jeff, Minnesota, I'd be shocked if they let him leave. Yeah. That's why I asked that question. They can't let him, he can do whatever he wants. You know well, what I mean? Well, when I say let him leave, I mean they're going to roll out the red carpet, give right. him pretty much what he wants to have. Like this guy Pay him top-of-the-line quarterback money. Absolutely. He, he, listen, he has been phenomenal. People, this is kind of a, people take shots at this guy. This dude has had 30, 30 or plus touchdowns in four of the last five years. His his quarterback rating has been over 100. Yeah. Four of five. 4,200 yards is like his average. Those are freaking good numbers, man. Like, you yeah. win because of quarterbacks like that. Whether you like the guy, hate the guy, he produces on the field. So, yep. yeah, I mean, if you're Minnesota, what, what, what are you going to do? You're going to go. Consistently, too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know what you're getting when Every, you get Kirk Cousins. That's right. And that frees him up to focus in all these other areas. So, Minnesota would be stupid to let him walk out yes. of the door. I mean, getting him uh, coming off of the Achilles, we'll see how that impacts his play and when he'll be able to return. But I think once he was on that, that uh, late prime, Primetime game with no shirt on, banging the drum. I assumed he was staying because I'm not doing that for y'all unless we have an understanding that I'm coming out here. 
keeping my top on. Yeah, yeah keep, at least keeping my, my, my beater on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the at his at his postseason numbers. If we judge yeah. a lot of these quarterbacks by postseason numbers, there's been very little postseason success yeah. right. for Kirk Cousins, right? I'm not I'm not able to get the numbers up on my phone as quickly as I would like. He's only won one game. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was in New Orleans against Drew Brees. It was right. a big win. Then they got yeah. smoked by the Niners the next Quarterback week. Quarterback right. should always be tied because of their playoff numbers. It's all it's only one guy playing. It's amazing. <laughs> but, all work. But, I mean, <laughs> but we are having those conversations, I guess, right? For, I mean, that's legacy, been a lot of the right? conversation. For legacy. It's important to get to the playoffs. If you're I guess it like, depends. To me, it depends on where the Vikings believe they are in this process. Right. And if they are comfortable with taking a step back in order to take a step forward, moving on from Kirk Cousins could potentially make sense. If they think they're in position to be competitive this year, they're not going to find a quarterback given their draft position right. that's better than Kirk Cousins. But I do think that this might be a good time for a reset. All right, up next we're going to talk about one of the quarterbacks that is still playing. Here's the question. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, are they the best quarterback and pass-catching duo of all time? I've got the green list. The definitive answer to that question is next. And speaking of definitive answers, let's see if Graz has this one. Who was the youngest player to score a touchdown in the history of the Super Bowl? I've mm. told you not to come at me with Super Bowl stuff. Yeah. The answer is next. Yeah. I try to help Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, back bottom of the hour. Graziano is the best in the business when it comes to this, and he seems very confident. I told him he knows he's not supposed to challenge me with Super Bowl stuff. He knows that's a loser for him. This is not an easy question. Yes, it is. Who? Ooh. Oh. Who's the youngest player to score a touchdown in the history of the Super Bowl? Jamal Lewis of the Ravens is the youngest player to play in the Super Bowl. I believe he scored against the Giants in Super Bowl 30. Five? <laughs> yes, in Super Bowl 35. <laughs> he was 21 years and 152 days old. That is correct. It Uh-oh. is Jamal Lewis. And Whoa. it was Super Bowl 35. Whoa. Whoa. That's not even incredible. fun anymore. 
Oh. I'm not going to lie to you. That is incredible. You weren't even asked to name the Super Bowl, but you did. You got the number right. 24 years ago? Yeah. And he's still the youngest. Yeah. Yeah. 21. That, that is an incredible performance. All right. What's the score right now? Graziano is the best score right now. <laughs> Jeff won. I'm curious oh, about that. Oh, yeah, let's put the score Usually up Usually they put the score up. Early oh, in the yeah. season. Yeah. And it's Super Bowl week. We're going to run that score up. Out in front. <laughs> All right. That is a job well done, Graziano. Guys, stay close by. We're going to get to some stuff here in a moment. I want to set up the green list for today because the connection between Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey was very much on display again during their win in the AFC Championship game. Kelsey, 11 catches. He passed Jerry Rice career record for postseason receptions. He had 116 receiving yards. He had a touchdown. Look at the numbers these two have put together, and they've done it in just six seasons. Keep that in mind. Both the most all-time in playoff history by a combo, those touchdowns and those yards, which brings us to today's green list. The five greatest quarterback pass-catching duos in the history of the NFL playoffs. And at number five, I went a little bit off the board because it's really based on one year. But there was a year where Kurt Warner and Larry Fitzgerald had the best postseason run of all time. Fitzgerald was the most unstoppable player I've ever seen. 546 yards and seven touchdowns in that postseason run both remain the record. Next, Steve Young and Jerry Rice. They combined for 842 yards and seven touchdowns. Three of them came in their Super Bowl win over the Chargers. I was at that game. It was the least competitive sporting event I have ever attended in my life. At number three is Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. Frankly, if Rice had played with just one quarterback, he would easily be number one. But together, they had 969 yards and 12 touchdowns, including the record 215 yards in Super Bowl 23. Jerry Rice, the greatest of all time, he did it with two different quarterbacks. Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski come in at number two. They did it for two different teams, almost 1,400 playoff yards, 15 touchdowns, including two multi-touchdown Super Bowl games that included the one in Tampa Bay. They were number one probably until last week. And that is when Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey took over. They are the best. Almost 1,500 yards, 17 touchdowns, six games with at least 10 catches, six games with at least 100 yards. 44% of Mahomes' career touchdown passes in the playoffs have gone to Travis Kelsey. And I'll remind you that he has put all these numbers up in just six postseasons together. So Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, yes, they are the greatest quarterback and pass receiver duo in the history of the NFL postseason, and we will see them in another Super Bowl wow. a week from mm. Sunday. That is the list. Yesterday, you guys came at me. Do we weak. have any issues today? I would say this. When you're talking about Jerry Rice, because you said if it was with one quarterback, yeah. I probably would have made it 1A, 1B, because yeah. Rice is that good and yeah. separates yep. himself so much from everybody else. That would be my only issue with this is just he is that guy. So how are you, you know, how can he be three? He's 1A, 1B, because and then he, let's start to list. But it right. was split almost directly down the middle he can't, between he can't Steve help, Young he and Joe Montana. He changed quarterbacks, and he just yeah. stayed on that track. But the question point. isn't who's the best pass catcher in the playoffs. No. You don't take the best that's ever done it in our game and put him third. It just well, Patrick happen. Mahomes is the best that's ever done it. You want me to put him third? Not yet he's <laughs> yeah. not. You yeah. have to be patient, Green. You're trying 
trying to push, you can't say that because if you go, it's like the goat conversation. You can't say that yet. You can definitively say Jerry Rice because not only did he did it, he did it dang near 50 years ago, and it's all still standing. Right. He's pretty good. Nick, I don't care what your list I mean, says. Was, I don't one through 40. four doesn't matter. Jerry Rice need to be in the top one. I don't care if you give it to Steve Young or you give it to Joe Montana. That man had like 2,200 yards across 29 playoff games and 22 touchdowns and what? Four Super Bowls? Yeah, well, but he to, split them I don't equally care. between I don't the care. two quarterbacks. I get the point you're making. I understand the logic behind it. But I don't think you do. But yeah. No, I, <laughs> I get it. I don't respect it. That's exactly there are certain right. players that are so damn good and impactful that I'm going to change the rules, and Jerry Rice deserved to be in there. Let him know. I don't care. Let the rest know. of that nonsense out question. of there, Jerry Rice. It's a different question. I, my, my issue is, is you have to win a Super Bowl to be on this list. In my opinion, I love Larry Fitzgerald and Kurt uh, Warner, but oh. it didn't end in the Dub, I would sub them out for old school Rice. Cliff Branch and Stabler. So they oh. only played. They only played in one Super Bowl together. You'll recall Jim Plunkett came along he and came replaced. Along, they won Stabler. though. They won the Super Bowl. The other option would have been, and actually Hembo and I were conferring on this last night. I had Terry Bradshaw and John Stallworth mm-hmm. in That's that spot. Stallworth caught twelve touchdowns, more than Lynn Swan. People Ooh. tend to remember Swan because of the great catches yep. that he made that NFL films made so legendary. Mm-hmm. It was actually Stallworth. Yeah. Who caught more like touchdowns? That. You're not gonna get me to say a bad word about Terry Bradshaw. I love that man like, <laughs> like, like a brother. But aside from that, number one, Jerry Rice. In the meantime, <laughs> speaking of Mahomes, he is as we speak well, an obvious first. choice to be the betting favorite to win Super Bowl MVP, and as you see, he is on ESPN Bet right now. He's got a, a, pl- a price of plus 130. Right behind him is Brock Purdy in his second season in the NFL. He's plus 225. Mm. Purdy with a win would be the youngest quarterback ever to win Super Bowl MVP. He will be 24 years and 46 days old with a win. Take some of those bets. We got into a fascinating conversation this morning in our pre-show meeting about Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. And it makes me a little bit uncomfortable because I feel like if you take anything away or if you point out some of the circumstances surrounding him, it's suddenly painted as though you're hating on Brock Purdy. I'm doing nothing of the kind when I ask you the question, what will you say about Brock Purdy if he walks away with a Super Bowl championship a week from Sunday? That he is a Super Bowl champion, a quarterback that is on a trajectory to be a great quarterback and one that you need to pay as soon as the CBA allows you and as much as the market bears. He's been impactful and I think the most important thing to recognize about what he has done is that the Shanahan offense gets you to a certain point and it's better than most offenses and then the exceptional ability is going to get you past that point and Brock Purdy while he does have game-changing plays in a negative way sometimes and he gave the Lions some opportunities earlier in that game something is off in his brain so that he gets to the second half and he's like, I don't care about any of that. And I'm going to keep going out there and fighting. And I think understanding where he is in his career, this trajectory matters and you need to be in a good situation. Most of the great quarterbacks in football right now came into good situations and slowly got more and more responsibility added onto their plate until they became great. Brock Purdy's answered all the questions. Every time they put something in front of him to overcome, he seemed to be able to do it. So it it seems, it does feel like hate at this point when you start. But I mean, the, the, the honest thing about that conversation is when you get to a certain level, we start comparing you to different people. And so when we start comparing him to Jackson, 
Allen, Mahomes, yeah, questions come up. But he's in his second damn year. I mean, 18 months ago, he was the third-string quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, think about that. Like, think what the, the past year and a half has been like for this guy. He also hasn't had a real offseason, right, because he goes in as the last pick in the draft. He's four, uh, fourth on the depth chart. And, and then this past year, he's coming off an injury. Mm-hmm. So think what he's going to be like next year if he has a full offseason to practice everything. I, I, I just think the trajectory is up. And if he wins the Super Bowl, and answer your question, yeah. that's the, the, what, what are the 49ers? need a quarterback to elevate beyond where they've gone, meaning you know Jimmy Garoppolo and all that, he becomes that answer. We right. thought the answer was supposed to be Trey Lance. It turns out it's Brock Purdy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. This, if is they the part that, this is the part that, that frustrates me, right? Is everybody talks about trajectory and legacy. Let's just talk about what he's done. He has played elite football. So people are like, is he elite? He's played elite. Like, he's been to two NFC Championship games in his two years. He's, he's outperformed Lamar Jackson. He's outperformed what these guys – he was Joe Burrow in his second year. So, whatever you think about numbers, about where he is QBR-wise, all the stats that go down, and we can say, well, he's got better players – I don't care who you got. You go play. Dak Prescott walked into a really good team in the Cowboys. Yeah. He walked into a really good team with the 49ers. But he, you still have to play. And he goes in and plays elite football. And so now he's got himself it's, in the Super Bowl two years into this. And I, I like trajectory. I'm all for it. But, but at least admit what he's doing. He outplayed Dak, like Dak Prescott this year. No. If you look at their numbers, <laughs> if you look at their numbers okay. and, just, and just talk about what they've done, they accomplished, he was 25%, this is from Himbo, 25% better throw for throw. So however you want to look at this, this is the part that's silly to me, is like, how are we going to take what he's already done and just talk about trajectory forward? It's just, it's what he's done, is he's played and won. That's it. There is a reality that when you play in the Shanahan office, and I say this all the time, as a receiver who benefited in this office, as a player, it makes bad players look decent, decent players look good, good players look great, and great players MVP caliber, right? And I think when we think of elite quarterbacks, we always give them a physical attribute that we attach. Lamar, his running ability, Patrick Mahomes, his arm power, his throwing angles, Josh Allen, his ability to throw it all over the yard, but there is an intangible version of that that does lend to elite, and I think it's something that C.J. Stroud has as well. When the game is in the waning moments and it's clutch time, people just have an under-pressure cool gene that is uh, uncommon even by quarterback standards. So for Shanahan's offense, it is an offense that operates under cooks and chefs. A cook is uh, executing established recipes. Just do this. Here is the how. What Brock Purdy is elite at is he knows the why. So that in a fourth quarter, when the offense tells you to do one thing, do you have the ability to take the ingredients that are there and create something new? And that's why he's been able to be so good in the clutch moment. Okay, so let's say this about his – because here's the old thing. Shanahan offense. Neek is never getting in here. You're not letting me speak. Let's just talk about the Shanahan offense. How many games did it win losing in the fourth quarter until Brock Purdy? Right. Goose egg. How many in the big loss? Goose egg. Somehow Brock Purdy He did back-to-back weeks. So, But Mm -hmm. he's not the reason? No. No one said he's not the reason. See, this is the – man that people construct when you go over the top where I was saying all things that were accurate and then you started saying he's elite watch the tape it ain't elite but what he's accomplishing is incredible I'm saying he's on a trajectory to get there he ain't there yet based on what I've been seeing and to the point that Hawk was just making I agree he has some sort of gene in the fourth quarter but it damn sure ain't cool like, what, no. what you get out of him is not cool. What you get out of him is aggressive and yeah. confident that's, like, not commiserate with the amount of That's talent. cool to me. I yeah. don't know what you think cool I, I, 
I think it's real cool. Now, cool to me, yeah, I like coming back from a loss. I mean, he's, got, from, he's, from got a, he's got a killer gene in the fourth half, right? I mean, that's what he was the other day. Like, I played lousy in the first half. We're not going out like Forgot that. Forget it. Whatever. I don't need – if I need to take off and run 20 yards, I'm going to take off and run 20 yards. If I need to chuck it 50 yards downfield, yeah, I'm chucking. The problem with saying the words like elite is, like, we've seen what elite looks like. And elite looks like not making mistakes the entire game and right. cooking your opponent. That's okay. not what he's but doing. That's, that's one, so we have one elite quarterback then. Burrow's hurt, so he doesn't play. So Mahomes is the only elite quarterback. Okay, so, so that's it. Okay. So then, then, then put all the rest of them in the that's, same category. That's, that's my point, because none of the rest of them right. did anything yeah. else, right? It's okay. So, just, so let's just, put them in We don't have category. to grade on a curve, Jeff. You have, you have no, a, you we don't have, have to grade on a curve. Do there need to be a, a certain number of I'm elite good guys? With one versus. Ten. The way you really judge these guys is how much they get paid. And that yeah. was what started this conversation this morning. And he's morning. not elite. You're going to start getting <laughs> Not right now. So that's the point. You're going to, all of a sudden, you're going to pay him $55 million, which is going to become the going rate for elite quarterbacks. That's where this conversation began. It'll be interesting to see Ooh. how that goes forward. Meanwhile, tonight on ESPN, SEC basketball. Good one. Number 10, Kentucky, hosting Florida. Wildcats have won five straight, 10 of 11 against the Gators. Coverage tonight, 8 Eastern. Meanwhile, as we continue... That object in the rearview mirror is a lot closer than half the coaches in the NFL would like. We're going to give you the one spot to keep a very close eye on for Bill Belichick, and you will hear why next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, we're back on Get Up, and we're going to Big D because the comments from yesterday were fascinating. Mike McCarthy is coming back as their head coach. We know that he's won a Super Bowl. We know he's had regular season success in Dallas, 12 wins each of the last three years, second-best regular season record in that time behind Kansas City. We know he's been great with Dak Prescott, who's been third in completion percentage over the last three years and bounced back to lead the league with 36 touchdown passes last year. But the good times have stopped in the postseason. McCarthy 1-3 in in Dallas, his only win against a team that was under 500. Here was what Jerry Jones had to say yesterday at the Senior Bowl about his coach. Uh, I thought we made a pretty good move four years ago when we hired Mike McCarthy. And he's had some great uh, in-season success. Now he's come up short three times. Three times and advanced us in the playoff. Okay? But I like the fact that he's hanging around the rim. And I like what the team has done to uh, to hang around the rim. So hanging around the rim is an interesting... Yeah. I don't even know what to tell you, but well, while McCarthy is in the low post right now for him, Jerry Jones also, in comments that were not captured on camera, told Yahoo Sports this about Bill Belichick. I know him personally and I like him. There's no doubt in my mind we could work together. None? None. 
Now, how'd you like to be Mike McCarthy? Wake up and read that on Yahoo Sports. What do you think of that? Man? I hate it. Well, as as a member of media, who no. If you're Mike McCarthy, oh, how do you like if it? If I'm Mike McCarthy, I hate it. If I'm a Cowboys fan, I hate it. If I'm someone who wants to, if I'm a Cowboys player, I hate it. Please stop. And I oh, think no. so. Being in a leadership role of an organization, I think, is important to set the agenda for everyone else. And I think for them, you should say, every day when you wake up, and anything that you do for this organization, ask yourself one question. Does this help us win a championship? If the answer is, I don't know, maybe. If the answer is no, if the answer is probably not, don't do it or say it. And it seems that Jerry Jones never asked himself that question. He asked himself, is this going to increase the value of my, the popularity and the value of my franchise? Yes. Is, am I going to create a news story for Mike Greenberg to talk about exactly and make right. people care about me? Something for Stephen A. to yell about and make people care about me and increase the value of my franchise? The answer is yes. When he gets serious about wanting to win a championship, he will not say things like this because there is no way you can argue that this is going to help them get close. I got a question. You know he was thinking about helping Greeny because he goes, you know, Mike, Mike McCarthy has had some great su- – has had some great in-season success. Yeah, right. yeah. And then he smiles and he goes, you understand me? You got me, you got me Mike. <laughs> like, yeah. Greenberg. Like, this is going to play better. I, look, I, he's a salesman. He's constantly selling his product. What's the difference between these comments and what the ownership for the Steelers said, that they don't want to be one and done anymore? What's well, was it specific about a name of a coach that's yes. hanging in the background? Mm-hmm. Right. It wasn't specific about a particular player. They didn't say we only go as far as right. uh, as far as Kenny Pick, or I guess this year Mason Rudolph will take us. The difference mm-hmm. is that the we in, in Rooney's comments can include Mike Tomlin, uh-huh. whereas the we in, in Jerry's comments clearly does not include Mike McCarthy. And I'm not even sure he said we, right? He said we only go as far as Dak will take. He's right. hanging around the rim. Yes. Right. He did yeah. say. He, he was specifically so, talking about McCarthy. Yeah. And so yeah. I, when I look at Bill Belichick and the proposition of him actually ending up being a Cowboys coach, I think there's no way possible it could ever happen because I think the culture of the New England Patriots that Bill Belichick has built is on one end of the 32 spectrum and the Cowboys on the completely other end. I think he will eventually have options, but there is no way these two people can coincide. And you could say that, well, Bill Belichick's goal is to win 15 games and then right off into the sunset. That is not the Cowboys goal and they're not aligned. And so, so to your point, I don't think Bill Belichick is going to join the circus because that is not, not how they do business. Whereas the Steelers, to your, it's, it's the same thing. It's just approached in a completely different manner that creates this conversation, and that's why Bill Belichick would never be a I think Dan said it right. Mike Tomlin is part of the we in Exactly. That's That's my point. And so basically they're together figuring out how to solve these problems as opposed to – now look. In Dallas, the the royal we. The Steelers have had Mm -hmm. three coaches since 1969. They also get the benefit of the doubt on having consistency, loyalty, stability, and all of those things. We can debate later whether we – you think that's ultimately outlived its usefulness or not as far as Belichick to the Cowboys specifically you like it or you don't I like it because there's no reason to believe that this man who I don't know how old he is Jerry Jones is going to change he's going to continue to do these things that he's always done that seems to separate the team there is one person available that has the cachet to still walk into the locker room and galvanize yeah. a unit and be a leader. There aren't any other coaches available. I don't know that there's anyone else that can walk in and do that. And to Jerry Jones's credit, he's drafted well. Like, he's not a bad GM. They've done, like, CeeDee Lamb. 
getting Micah Parsons when he when he falls to him. Trayvon Diggs, like he's done a good job. And then going getting yeah. Stephon Gilmore in the offseason. He hasn't been bad pricking up cooks. Like they've done a decent job. Sure. But the problem is the things that he says and the atmosphere that he creates is divisive. To answer your question, he's 81. 81. Is how old he is. Yeah. As, as my man Chris Canty would say, he ain't buying no green bananas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jack. That's a good line. Yeah, your name. Yeah, I, I think he would work great. I mean, I think and if you look at the, what they have on defense, I think that I think he could make that group. He gets that. He's got. He's got a good front. He's got. You know, the back end. He can put that stuff together. Offensively, they have. I think they have. And listen, I think he's as good as anybody as deferring to Jerry. Hey, whatever Jerry said, go ask Jerry why he's saying it. So whatever it is. The template is is when Parcells went there, right? Because right. that shouldn't have worked. Big picture, the way the Cowboys work, the way Parcells operate. But there was short-term benefit for both sides. And that this could be a similar situation if, in fact, Jerry decides I got to win one more of these before it's all over. And Bill Belichick wants to get 15 wins and, and, and become the first coach ever to win a Super Bowl with two different teams. There could be some short-term benefit. I'm not saying it, but if it happens, it sets up like it did when Parcells went yeah. there. It would that, be sounds, the that, is, that is crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. Like I could not think of a destination that makes less sense than Bill Belichick and the Cowboys. Yeah. Let, let, me, let me just put it in a different context for you. Would that be the greatest reality show you've ever heard of in your entire life? I wouldn't miss an episode, Greeny. I'm not a crazy person. There's your answer right there. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Oh, by the way, you want good reality TV? How about basketball tonight? Ooh. Devin Booker has been red hot. Suns in Brooklyn take on the Nets. That's 8.30 Eastern on ABC. And Dame is back in Portland for the first time as a member of the Bucks. That's against the Trailblazers, of course, tonight, 10 Eastern on ESPN. First take coming up next. What should Cowboys fans think after Jerry Jones' comments? Uh, looking forward to next season. Molly, Stephen A., Mad Dog, and Jeff Saturday will be there, too. Yes, sir. So it's top of the hour on ESPN. Jam-packed weekend lineup coming up, including the NHL All-Star Game. We got Duke in Carolina. We got the Pro Bowl Skills Competition. And we got Pickleball Slam, too. Andre Agassi and Steffi Graf taking on McEnroe and Sharapova. You guys pickleball players? That's the very popular thing now. You play pickleball at all? I'm an athlete. I, I understand that. I've I never destroy McEnroe and some pickleball. I have never I'm said thinking. to myself, geez, I want to play ping pong, but I don't have a table. I've, I've never had that conversation with myself. I love pickleball. So I don't know. Mm. I don't we'll know. see you tomorrow. First take starts now. <laughs>